Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Feels perfect. Other days it just ain't working. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and everything in between. Yo, it's crazy, amazing. We can turn our heart through the words we say. Mountains crumble with every syllable. Hope can live or die. So speak life. How are you doing? Oh, 
I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Can't complain. I won't complain anyway, but I'm doing good. I've had a really, really good, productive day today. I kind of felt normal, so (laughs) so I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I got out and and walked. Long walk in the heat. It was it was very very hot here today. Different kind of hot, um, kind of like it, kind of like a summer hot. And we, in my opinion, we had kind of gotten away from that hot. We haven't had that. Um, well, we have probably for the past days, but it was really hot, and so felt like summer summer. But I got out in it and and had me a good walk. Got me some good vitamin D. So I'm doing good. Felt like a new person after I came back. Felt. So just rejuvenated. So doing well, really good. good. How is the weather there? How what's going on weather wise with you guys in, in Virginia? Oh well we are we are fine now. Uh we've we've had some very uh cloudy and dreary days, but the sun came out today and uh the temperature's nice and it's uh supposed to be that way uh until Sunday. We did have a really uh, bad tornado um, in Virginia yesterday, about an hour and a half, two hours away from where we live. Um, and to my knowledge, there was only one person who uh, didn't make it, but um, but there was a tornado here uh, yesterday. So glad that, you know, um, many people were allowed to get to safety. So it was a tornado there in your area? Uh, about an hour and a half from us, okay. down in Richmond, Virginia. Uh huh. Yeah, it was down. It was down in that area. Uh, we did have a tornado watch yesterday uh, for okay. a few hours, just because you know we got the the ends of uh, Hurricane Florence. Uh huh. Okay. But all well, of I- that should have moved out of the area by now. I keep wondering if we are going to uh, get any of uh, any of that rain here. I know um, we were in Nashville this past weekend and, and was kind of concerned about it coming there, but I don't think it has reached there. They are supposed to get some of the rain, so we were wondering how much of it we would, if we would, and how much would we get here. But it seems like we're going to be in the clear. We had The forecast is changing, so I don't know if that's because it's Earning the the Florence is is changing its course, but our our rain um, the the precipitation or whatever it is has continues to change daily. So yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. I know some it, it hasn't been pretty. So for guys down in even uh, some of the people in North Carolina and Fayetteville, uh, I saw on the news um, that even even they were affected. I do have friends and family there actually. So. But seemingly everybody is okay, so thank God for that. We just never know. Some people's lives significantly changed. Um, yeah, they did. In these few days, so a good sign to know that we just better live life every day because we never really know, never really know. So how's Tamaria? And then we'll get going. How's Tamaria and the baby? Uh, Tamaria and the baby are doing well. Tomorrow makes uh 36 weeks um so we we do have to go to the doctor tomorrow for that um and after well starting tomorrow we'll be going every wednesday until the baby is born so we've reached that that point in the the pregnancy um 
We had a really nice baby shower slash party on Saturday where we got um, a lot more gifts. Um, But health-wise, they are both doing well. Uh, Not a whole lot of complications or anything like that. So we are definitely grateful. Yeah, the countdown is on now, Rodney. I was thinking about that. Um, I guess it was Saturday, Saturday or Sunday. That your your countdown is on. It is is less than well. It, look, if she decides to come when projected, huh? <laughs> <laughs> countdown yeah, is on. Yeah, yeah. So, but but good thing, good thing. So, all right. Well, moving right along. Um, Thank you again for those who are tuning in with us tonight. We want to remind you guys. Um, Rodney, were you able to get on the chat? Uh, I did. I had to to go out and go back in, um, but I'm in there now. Okay. All right. um, I'm I'm, trying to get in there, but it keeps – I'm just just turning, so maybe I'll have to go out and go back in like you did, but – as long as you're in, we're good. I'll keep. I'll let it go for a minute, then I'll try to go out and come back in and see what happens. Um, but for those of you who are listening in the chat room, please remember that you can chat with us there. Send your your messages or questions there, and we will get to them as quickly as possible. For those of you who are listening by way of phone and or chat room, if you want to uh, call in and and share your comments or or questions with us, eight one eight six nine one seven four zero six is the number. To call and we will you select the number one if you do want to share something with us select the number one and we will identify your call by providing the area code and the last four digits of the number that you're calling from um, I do want to I don't think we did this last week but I do want to just remind you guys to keep moving those trash cans and if you are a new listener with us what we ask that you do and this is just to promote change and the importance of um, to get you to start looking or being mindful, maybe is a better word, of your the thoughts, the things that we keep up with. Sometimes just, you know, we're in autopilot mode, we're in cruise control, and we just kind of take life um, as it, well, maybe not as it comes, but as we know it, as we've gotten accustomed to it coming, and we kind of get there and get stuck not realizing that we do have some control, uh, maybe not over what happens, but but how we perceive it. So as it relates to the trash can, you know, no different from we get caught up in routines as far as, you know, directions, driving, the way we drive to work, um, and we sometimes don't open ourselves up for change by um, allowing, kind of forcing ourselves into change so to speak. So, you know, take a different route to work, you know, sometimes. Just just drive a little slower. Just be open. Be more open. And so what we ask that you do is move your trash can and then monitor, and preferably one that you use frequently, then monitor how often you return to its old location. And if you're like Rodney and I or normal people, you will realize that, that you may for a little bit continue to go to the location that you moved it from. Um, and, I mean, this has been many, 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 many years. Brandon was a little boy uh, when I first learned or heard about this. 
and I'm still amazed by it. I'm still amazed. Of course, I'm forever moving stuff because for some reason, even when I'm in my, I don't know what I'll call it, when I'm going through my emotions, I I clean and then I find myself moving things, just 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 moving things. And I don't, I'm getting better by remembering. Now, I'm not, not there. I'm not always, I, I sometimes slip up, you know, and I'll go past something and going to where I moved it from, including the trash can. But I move other things too now just to kind of keep, keep my mind abreast and keep me on my toes. So, and it, it's funny. Sometimes it's funnier than, than others. I don't know why, but maybe it's just where I am and what I'm going through and how I'm feeling. But continue to move those trash cans. And we want to hear your stories. So do it, share it with your family, especially your children, make a game out of it, uh, use it as a, a means of connecting and talking and all of that. So do that and share it with us. Uh, Rodney, do you have any announcements? Uh, nope, not at this time. I will say in regards to um, uh, what you were just saying about the trash can, Tammy, um, so for those of you who heard me share this before, so what I did was I started taking a different way to work and then, um, I shared about the time when, you know, I just not even thinking about it, just found myself, you know, basically on autopilot driving the original way. Well, um, this week I've made a conscious decision to take the, the old way home and of course, the f- the first thing I thought about was was this show. <laughs> um, but what came to mind was sometimes even when we um, when we make changes, we find ourselves consciously, not even you know autopilot or on accident, but consciously choosing to go mm-hmm. back. And the reason why I chose to go back to my original route was because, of course, you know, now that I've gotten comfortable and used to taking, you know, the the, the second route that, that I was taking or the new route, now that way has gotten old to me. And now I've, you know, <laughs> the last couple of weeks I've been, like questioning, like, well, is this way really fast or am I taking longer by going this way? And obviously I would never know because I can't do both at the same time or because, you know, um, different days are going to bring forth different things. But I, I just thought it was interesting how just like in life, I made a conscious decision because now that I've gotten used to the new way now, the old way seems like that might be the best way. And so uh, just something to think about, just something that crossed my mind in terms of, you know, just moving your trash can or, or just change, period. You know, how often do we do that in, in our everyday lives where we've moved on from something or we've moved on from people but find ourselves not even like, you know, just doing it, like I said, on accident, but finding ourselves consciously um, making a decision 
to go back to something that we were doing before. That's interesting, Latin. It is really interesting that you bring that up, but um, <laughs> it, it it is because I, I told I actually without going into too much information, I actually had that. I had to. How can I say it? Like I had that. I experienced that last week. Clear up through the weekend, where and it's it, and it's kind of. Well, it felt like an outer body experience, meaning like I wasn't, it wasn't something that I wanted to do. So I wondered if it was just, if, if there are things, I'm sure that there's things that trigger um, thoughts and then you start to maybe question things that you've come to, um, you've kind of come to grips with, you know, so to speak. And it, it yeah. was kind of weak. So and, and it was it was really interesting. Last week I just had I don't know what was going on last week, but I I, I finally got to the um, end of whatever it was, and I I felt like I had to force myself out of it, which was interesting because I felt like I had no control in it, um, even with it with it just the thoughts and just the I was just in a place. And I felt like I don't even know how I got here or why I'm here. I was just in that place. And coming out of it, and I was going to share some of this tonight um, as we're speaking about burnout, but coming out of it, the beauty of, of it was, I guess, like you're saying, like a level of consciousness where I said, you know what, I don't know what this is, but whatever it is, um, I have to consciously make a decision to do something about it. And as much as, and, and what came to mind was to write. And I didn't want to type. I didn't want, I, would, I didn't want a computer on. Um, and as a matter of fact, I ended up one day totally turning my phone off. Like I just, I, I off, not, not silent, not do not disturb. I turned it off. And it was very, that was very interesting because the minute you guys know joke, no, no I, I can't explain it. I wish I could bottle what happened up because the minute I turned it off, there was a sense of relief. There was a sense of just pure peace. It's like energy came back. So that was interesting to me because I hear so much about cell phones um, and just the distraction sometimes of, the cell phone, you know, and I don't have my notifications on for, like, Facebook and all of that. Like, I have no notifications on for that. That would just drive me crazy. But one of the things that I consciously decided to do was turn the phone off. And even to the point where I remember um, I was, for, for what, although Brandon's 30 years old, for whatever reason I will, I will typically call him or text him and say, listen, I'm turning my phone off. If you need me, call the house phone. Well, I, And I started to do that, and I was like, you know what? He is 30 years old. I don't need to tell him that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if, he, if it happens, <laughs> I'll find out when I turn my phone back on if anything happens. <laughs> and I was just like, I was just so done. And so I just, I just totally disconnected. But I was, the thing that came after that was to write. And I spent hours 
Rodney, we're outside up under my umbrella. You know, you've been out there. I spent about yeah. four hours, two mornings straight out. I had my coffee out there, my water, my uh, I had reading material, and I went and bought a, a, a journal because um, my, I don't even know what the word for it is, but it's a dysfunction. I, I, I haven't, I need to go get diagnosed about this. I have this thing about journals. You guys, I will buy these nice, pretty notebooks, and they're so pretty I don't want to write in them. <laughs> so I have, I have <laughs> journals. Blank journals all over the place. But I went and bought one that I thought, okay, this is pretty, but I am going to write in it. And so I have just filled it up with just writing, and it was it was crucial or something about it that I did not want the computer, the energy of the computer. I did not want to type it. I wanted my fingers to move, my thoughts to flow, and I wanted that pen to hit the paper. I wanted to see the words come out, if that makes any sense at all. And it was the most peaceful um, experience. And interesting enough, because I will, like I have several books, I call them books that I have written, and they're just in my, they're just saved. And not ever had I rem- do I remember the feeling of just that that I got from writing with the typing, not ever. Even with the thoughts, it just felt felt like it flowed, and it was quiet. I was out there, you know, little breeze here, little breeze there, and it made a world of difference in my life. And with the with feeling, because this came, this topic came about because I truly felt like I'm just burnt out. And really, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know why. I didn't feel like I knew why, other than just emotionally carrying things and people that I don't need to carry and and the and not really resting um the feeling fatigue and all of that and I just thought what is going on but uh, but again at the same time at the end coming out I felt you know what whatever it was it was so necessary and I that equated to you know going deeper um into even things that we go through that we allow to get us stressed out or because, you know, it's the unknown, we don't know, um, that we just have to trust that what we go through is necessary. And oftentimes the burnout comes uh, comes also because we try to fight what's necessary, if that makes sense. We fight life. In a sense, we try to avoid um, conflict. We avoid um, our feelings. We're not truthful and honest about how how we're feeling because you know there was no I don't know there was no real reason that I could put my finger on for feeling so burnt out last week, um, but I did, and 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 so. Even what you're saying about being conscious or making the decision, Rodney, just 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 like I slid into it because with all that goes on in life and 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 the distractions, I think sometimes we hold on to stuff or we take stuff in that that we need to release, and so we're so distracted, we're overworked, underpaid, um, 
you know, because when you when burnout, when we think about burnout, it really talks about burnout being uh, related to to work. And then Rodney, I'm gonna turn it back over to you. But as I was reading more about it, it also um, I, th- I found it interesting. I'm gonna read this real quick and then turn it back over to you, Rodney. Um, burnout is a psychological term that refers to long-term exhaustion, exhaustion and diminished interest in work and or life. Burnout has been assumed to result from chronic occupational stress. It is problematically close to depressive disorders. In the only study that directly compared depressive symptoms um, in, burn, in burned-out workers and clinically depressed patients, no diagnostically significant difference were found between the two groups. Um, Burned-out workers reported as many depressive symptoms as clinically depressed patients. And that was interesting to me. So being burned out, um, and, and I, I think that's so right because I just felt, I just felt, I just felt kind of, I was in a state of depression, like really, like just I don't know, I just don't know anymore, and so it's kind of it's just kind of weird when you think about burnout, and even when you talk about burnout as it relates to the work, all of those things are applicable to life, and if you think about it, we work, 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 work in some form, shape, or fashion, like we're always doing something. Um, you have people that work two and three jobs. I heard a lady saying that she was on her way to her third job, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like how how are you surviving? But I've been there, and you just kind of go in auto, auto mode. So, Rodney, back over to you. Tammy, that's interesting that you say that because I, I, I had never thought of burnout and depression I guess it's being two parallel things, but but I can see um, how they they are relatable, um, and we know, um, you know, from either our own experiences or from somebody that we know, you know, how serious depression is. But even when it comes to burnout, I think that you know, it's to tie back into what you were saying, like when it comes to burnout. I think a good thing to ask ourselves is if we've ever reached a point where we felt burnt out, where we felt like we had nothing else to give. Because when you think about burnout, think about a candle. When you when 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 that uh, that that light is burnt out, there is nothing left but ashes, nothing left. So when something is burnt out, that means that the flame or the fire or the light is gone completely. So how do you get to a point where your your flame or your light is not just low, but it's non-existent? Mm-hmm. And not only that, what keeps the flame going? If you were to, uh, if you have a fireplace, you start a fire with wood or sticks or newspaper. Well, there's only one way to keep that fire going. How you started that fire, you have to keep putting those things or doing that in order to keep the fire going. 
So it's the same thing in your in your life, regardless of what area you're thinking about. It could be your marriage or your relationship. It could be your job. Um, could be anything. How do you keep that fire going? Well, if you got the fire started in your relationship by talking, by spending time together, um, you know, going out on dates or going to the movies, going out to dinner, if that's how you got that fire started, the moment you stop doing those things, your fire is going to go out. So if you want to keep that fire going, then you have to keep doing those things. And so I think a lot of times, like, we forget, you know, and and, and that candle, you know, gets blown out in our lives because it only got started because we got real motivated by something. We got Mm -hmm. real pumped up about something. And then along the way, we allowed people to blow that light out by discouraging us or by not supporting us or by bringing their problems to us. And instead of focusing on our own fire, we started putting sticks and newspaper and wood on their fire. We took what we needed for our own fire and started using it to help somebody else keep theirs going. And then when we wanted to, when we saw our fire getting low, when we wanted to boost ours back up, guess what? We had no more wood. We had no more sticks. We had no more newspaper. We can can give so much advice to people that when it comes to us needing advice, not only do we have it, but we don't have the strength to apply it in our own lives because we've given and given and given to the point where now what we've been telling other people to do, we don't have the strength to do it ourselves. And so we have to, in order to keep, excuse me, from being burnt out, number one, we have to do what got the fire going in the first place. Number two, we can't allow anything or anyone to put the fire out. And number three, not give so much of what we have to keep our own fire going that when it's time to put it into our own fire, we no longer have anything. Back over to you, Tim. Well, I think you're exactly right. That, rem- that that brings me back to what I was saying, how um, I'm forever, even, even during my sessions with the life coaching and all of that, I'm forever telling people, write it, write it down, like get buy you a journal or get some paper and channel your thoughts, write them down, and then go back and read and, and try to figure out where you were and what were the triggers in that and what were the um, irrational thoughts that, that, led, or when, that led to the behavior or led to the emotions flaring. You know, just, just 
just get into your head, get into yourself. And here I am saying that, but I'm, and, and I know the importance of that, but I wasn't doing it. Like I, I, I was not personally journal, journaling in the way that I'm coaching people to do, which, which is insane. And I, I wrote about it in the journal. Like here I've been telling people to do this, and and just the the just the the results of it. Just the few days that I have uh, gone back to doing it because I didn't do it Saturday, and I didn't do it Sunday. So I found myself yesterday feeling, uh, starting to feel just get, going back to feeling like I'm on edge again. Um, so I think with even some of the causes, and, and everybody's life is different, but most of us, uh, we do work. And so go back to the definition or the description for burnout that we read earlier, going back to that some of the causes that were noted for burnout, uh, it was interesting interesting to me because they run right in, over into just life, just 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 life itself. So I can see why being burnout is um, no different or have been has been diagnosed as, as the same as being um, clinically depressed. Like there was no real difference in in the di- diagnosis for the cl- clinically depressed or the people who were burned out, some of the causes listed was lack of control. How often do we want control? Like we want to control everything, but we have no control over what happens. Virginia, North Carolina just went through, um, South Carolina just went through Florence, Hurricane Florence. People's lives, as Rodney and I were talking uh, early in the show, people's lives have been significant, significantly changed. So there's some things that are just necessary for your life, for my life. Although last week was, it felt, oh, my gosh, it felt crazy. I felt crazy, like out of control. I just felt like what is going on. But at the end of the journey, it was necessary. And so even that helped to... It will be helpful in my continued journey of transformation just to realize that if I'm trusting God, if I'm believing that God has nothing but but the best for me, however, sometimes, well, more than I do. And so he knows what's necessary for me to get it. And I think sometimes we continue to go through things because we don't get it. We we won't stay in the fire long enough to know this burns or stay in the fire long enough to know that, you know what, it burns, but it, it's not so bad. I can do this. Instead, we try to control everything, everything even those people that we can't control or things that have nothing to do with us. So we take on far too much. And like Rodney said, you take on so much until you don't, if you even remember what it took to light your fire. If you remember, you, you in most cases don't have the energy to get it and to put it on so that your fire continues to, to burn. 
Um, another one was lack of adequate reward. And, again, this was related to because burnout is, is mostly when people think about burnout, they think burnout from work. But this is work, life, all of it is applicable. But as I thought about reward, Rodney, I thought how how we look for people to reward us for the things we say, do. We're we're people that are are seemingly always looking for validation or um, looking for people to notice um, what we're saying, what we're doing. We want to be appreciated, and that's 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 normal. However, it cannot. Be the be your drive one of your driving forces. If you don't get it, you must still know who you are. And to go back, and I think this is more important. You have to do what you're doing for the right reason. If you're going to help somebody, you help them because you want to. And regardless if you get a thank you or not, your heart's not going to be changed. And that takes an adult. That takes somebody who's no longer on milk, who's grown up, and who is doing things things for the glory of God. And so I say, if if there's something that you don't want to do, people, don't do it. Because you're not going to get, I don't feel personally that there's any reward in doing something with a regretful heart. And I think a lot of times we do it expecting and needing a reward, a thank you, some, some, so a pat on the back because we're looking for something. We're, that, we're emotionally depleted, and then we've allowed ourselves to become so needy because we don't take care of our emotions and what we need. The other one was lack of community and connectedness. Well, I mean... That's with everybody. If if you really sit and think, um, and I ask this as well, who do you feel, con- I'll ask people, is there anyone in your life that you tr- feel truly connected to? Is there anyone in your life that you feel truly gets you, understands you, and accepts you just as you are, Ch- accepts all of your crazy, all of, you know, the things that they think, oh, my gosh, but they still know the heart of you. And most times people will look at you like, no, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know me, <laughs> you know. And so lack of, of connectedness and community can, can get you to a point, especially if you're one of those people who are always trying to do, 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 give, 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 and now you're expecting, expecting, and expecting. And in most cases, this world, very few people are going to be reciprocal in that because, again, people people are looking for the very same thing that you're looking for, some of them, and some people just don't care. They're out for themselves, and they if you look like a sucker, they're going to put a, a stick on you and lick you. That's, that's what we're dealing with. And you just have to, you have to deal with the real. Um, one more, and I want to pick one of the um, lack of fairness. I won't, I won't go into that one. And then one that I thought was interesting: a conflict in values. How often do we go against what we really value, or what what we see? How often do we let integrity go 
to save face? How often do we just go along with stuff and things and people or we don't speak up and we, we don't do this, we don't do that, we don't deal with the truth, we don't say the right thing to the right person. We just we just we just we just let things go and it just festers inside of us. And that, I mean, to me that is probably one of the worst, you know, is just letting things go to save face. We don't we think somehow that um conflict is that there's something wrong with conflict. Conflict is necessary. Like, how else do you work to get to know people and understand each other without healthy conflict? Not the arguing, not the back and forth, not the um, – there's, there's a short story that I want to read later on, Rodney, but I'm going to turn it back over to you um, there's some personal burnouts, but these are just kind of ones that I came came up with on just kind of based on life and how I see it. So I'll read those after you go, and then I have a short story that I want to read about um, that I think relates to being burnout. Back over. Hey, man, I want to go back to I want to go back to the the one that you were talking about when it comes to reward, um, because that that's a form of burnout that that I don't think that we don't really realize how much our desire to be recognized or appreciated, um, you know, how much it really impacts our, um, our mentality. And, you know, I've, I've heard people throughout my, throughout the time that I've been working, even before I became a teacher, when I worked in a warehouse and people would, people would say, they could at least say thank you, right? Even if they don't give us any money, talking, you know, at work. Well, they could at least say thank you, right? And then if one day they got a thank you from our supervisor, that still wasn't enough. But because they weren't getting anything, they weren't getting a thank you, they weren't getting a raise, nothing. You know, it was, well, they could at least say thank you. And then they would get the thank you, and then that wouldn't be enough. They would get a certificate at the award ceremony once a year. Once they got that, that was no longer enough. And I remember one day this guy, this lady was, was fussing along the same lines, you know, can't even get a thank you, talking about, you know, they want me to do more than they need to pay me more. And the guy said, you know what? He said they could pay you $3 more an hour and you'd find something new to fuss about. But ultimately, this weighs on people. It weighs on us because, you know, and we could say all we want, you know, I don't really care, you know, that, that, you know, they don't do certain things. And it's like, you do care. And that's why you talk about it. You know, or, you know, we, we, we find different ways to, to put it, but the bottom line is we want to be recognized outside of, you know, how we feel. But 
going back to what you said, what you do should be good enough for you. And I remember, I think Mary and I were having this conversation a few weeks ago. And what I said was, is when I go to work every day, I have a goal that I just want to be satisfied with the job that I have done when I leave, regardless of, you know, if I, if I finished everything or not, if um, there's something that I have to work on tomorrow or somebody got mad or whatever happens, when I leave every day, I want to be satisfied with the job that I have done because I've learned that people don't say thank you. I mean, I, <laughs> I've got to a point now, you know, it seems like, it seems like every time you hold the door for somebody, maybe 25% of them say thank you. You know, you can't even be nice to people anymore. So Tamaria said with their root, but <laughs> but you know, you can't expect people to be fair. You can't expect people to, to, to use manners. You can't expect people to be grateful. You can't expect people to pay you what you should be getting paid. All you can do is try to do what the what the title of this show says, live your best life. The only thing that you can do is be satisfied with what you have done. And I remember, you know, asking people when I was when I was younger, you know, about why they choose to live right. And a lot of their responses were, well, I don't want to go to hell. Well, is that really why you should be doing that or not doing that? Because you don't want to go to hell? Whatever happened to doing right just because it's the right thing to do? Not going to hell is a good thing. But if but if you could do wrong and not have to worry about going to hell, are you telling me you would just do wrong? So I think that we, we have to search ourselves. We have to look within and find out why we say yes or why we say no, why we do things. Why do you get up every day and do the things that you do? Is it because you really want to? Is it because you feel like you have to? Do you do it out of guilt? Do you do it out of fear? Why do you do the things that you do every day? Things that you avoid doing. Why is it that you don't do that? I think that that, that's a good place to start. Is figuring out your why in life. Mm -hmm. Figuring, Figuring out your purpose. Because if if anything is outside of that, then how much weight should it really hold in your life? If it's not about your purpose, does it really matter? Tammy? Rodney, um, 
Okay, gosh, so much. I'm I'm going to start where you just left off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, because you. I wrote. You know, I tell you, I write it down while you're talking because I know I will forget. So I got a list. But the the purpose. That's the very first thing. The personal burnout. We have gone over the few things about work that's actually also ap- applicable to life. But some of the personal burnouts that I just thought for myself. Um, people having a lack of purpose or a lack of a purpose-driven life. So many of us are doing um, things that we just, just brings us no, just bring no substance to our soul, to our spirit. It has no meaning. So uh, most people are, and I, 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 I did it, I I know because I did it for a while. Like I got to a point where I just literally doing my job made, was making me sick, literally sick. Like I would literally Sunday night, I would started to have just anxiety, like just to, to get sick, feel sick, all the above. But I stayed because I'm like, well, no, I'm, I'm going to wait them out because I see where this is going. Um, We'd gone through a, a buyout and just new men. It was just crazy. Well, there was no purpose. There was no meaning. I did not see the value, uh, which a conflict in values is one of the one of the ones. So to me, it just it did not meet any need, any emotional, spiritual need. It did not bring me meaning anymore. It just felt worthless. And looking back, you guys, I wished I had just made the decision myself and said, you know what, I'm worth more. This is not living. This is not life. I don't work. Working is not not more important than my day-to-day living, my peace. So one of them is lack of purpose, and we've gotten so caught up until I don't think we even think about purpose anymore. What what are we passionate about? What makes us smile? What are the, the little things that, that brings us the simple joy in life? And so we're running this rat race. We're running this course. People are working those three jobs um, and not really seeing the fruit of it. And if they are seeing it, they're so dead, um, the living dead, the walking dead. They're so exhausted until nothing makes sense anymore. You know, even things that that make sense doesn't make sense. You're always looking and searching. So that that was one of the first ones, Um, avoiding the truth. We have to get to a point where we we recognize what we're going through and we recognize that we're not perfect people. There, there was a quote I found out there that being burnt out is when we've we've tried to avoid being human for too long, and so even even I think it, it, at times that we put ourselves on a pedestal, thinking that life is supposed to be perfect and we're perfect, and everybody we judge everything else outside of us and everybody else, but rarely do we really stop and look and see that we have selfish ways, we have. Um, I know, for me, I mean, I was just thinking today how I, I told a friend of mine that, you know, I am so into my head that it's insane. I have this new Contigo, 
And, I mean, beautiful works perfectly. I I have issues with just drinking out of it the way that I'm supposed to drink out of it. So I don't even, I just take the cap off every time and drink out of it like a cup. I'm in my head on that. Like how how crazy is that? And that's just a small thing. So imagine the big scale things that that you just try to control and you want to keep the same. Well, it, everything can't be the same. So I'm purposefully making myself drink out of this this little spongy like thing that just grosses me out. But I'm gonna have to start moving in little steps for in order to prepare for those big steps. And Rodney, you mentioned um, how you open the door for people, and sometimes they don't say. Probably most times they don't say thank you or even acknowledge. I, and Tamari said that with their rude or rude selves or something like that. I don't. I don't know if this is that people are rude. I think that they're so detached and so distracted, and that they're so empty until they don't recognize anymore. Just human kindness. Just, just, just. I really feel like people, and I used to say it was young people, like these young people are crazy, but now I see why they are because we are. We've lost our way. Just, just, just human um, adult life. Just the adults have seemingly lost their way. Imagine that there are so many empty vessels when it comes to adults. Like if we're empty, then how can our children be full? How can we how can we train them in the way in which they should go? How can we help them feel valuable in their own way and not needing to be uh, rewarded? It doesn't mean that we don't want to be rewarded, but when you have to have it, when your need for it is greater than what you're doing or what you what you've done, like Rodney, you say you go in and you're. Um, it seems to me that you're you're not in competition with anybody or anything. You're there to make sure that you do what you were hired to do, and you're going to do it to the best of your ability, whether anybody says thank you. Or not, and that's where we have to get. Because if you're not, then you are. It's something you're needing from people, and sometimes those people don't know. And then, like Rodney said, we will get to the point where not only do we want the reward, but we want the reward how we want it. So if you give a gift card, no, I wanted money, or I want a gift card and a certificate and a raise. So we start to try to control that. But before I turn it back over to you, Rodney, what's what what's really crucial out of this is what what this what does this do to you? What does it do to me? What does it do to us? And one of the things I think it does is it sets up an angry spirit. And it seems to me that most people today are just super, super angry, internally angry. And I think that what we what we've what we've said or what we're saying to ourselves is it's not our fault. Like you are making me angry. You did this and you made me angry. You didn't do this and you made me angry. You said this and you made me angry. Well 
at the same time, we will turn around and say that nobody can make me do anything. Well, you can't make me do this and da-da-da-da. But yet, when it comes to things like this, you make me angry. And it's so important that you know no one, if they do, that it's because you're allowing them to. And it comes back to looking to know um, if you're burnout, you're burnout because of you, because of the things that you are allowing, the things that you are doing, whether it's you're people pleasing, you're not saying no when you really mean no, and then now you're angry because the person accepted your yes, because you said yes, you're not saying what needs to be said, even with 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 the reward and getting a raise, if I got to a point where now I won't say that I didn't care um, at work, but I said what I I said what I wanted to say. Like, no, we're not. I'm not gonna go. We're not clocking out and then deal with this for the rest of the night and all week and all year. You gonna know what I feel, how I feel, and when we, I'm gonna go on and I'm still do my work. I'm still do it. But you, you, these words are going to come out, and it's just like food. When we begin to hold stuff in, living life without purpose, avoiding the truth, people pleasing, um, giving up what we value, allowing people to work us, to overload us in work, and you'll go home and talk about it, or you know that John and Susie don't work; they're on Facebook, but yet. You don't say a word. No, we need to be able to have healthy discussions, conflict, whatever you call it, because that stuff gets inside of you. And usually the wrong people get get it. Like we'll easily give it to, we'll, go home, we'll take it home and we'll give it to, you know, go off on our spouses or our children or our, somebody. They get it. But the people that deserve it, need it, that is going to bring about the change, rarely do we give it. And even that allows for burnout because that stuff settles inside of you, settles inside of you. So I wanted to real quick, and then I'm going to turn it back over to you, Rodney. I'm reading um, this a book called The Power of Letting Go, and it's 10 Simple Steps of Reclaiming Your Life. And there's a story in here of that talks about a husband and a wife and before they give the story, they talk about the ABCs of anger. And the ABCs are um, activating the event. That's what A stands for. B, B stands for beliefs, and C stands for consequences. And it says that you cannot go go from A to C without um, diagnosing your beliefs, that kind of everything that we we go through or we get uh, into conflict about or get angered about that it's not based on that situation or that person. It's more so based on our belief or our perception and things like that. So this is a story about a husband and a wife who have been married, and I'll go ahead and read the story. Uh, Larry and Karen, who have been married a little over two years, both are young, full-time graduate school students, deeply devoted to their respective fields of study. Wanting to maintain a strong marriage, they had set aside Wednesday night as date night, a time to just be alone together and have fun. 
but it, but when it was time to register for classes for the second semester of the school year, Larry, the husband, signed up for one for for a class held on Monday and Wednesday nights from six to nine. When Karen, the the wife, heard about it, she was livid, so angry that she didn't speak to him for two days. Okay. She believed that her anger was due to the fact that Larry had reneged on his commitment to their date night. In other words, she believed, which B is for belief, okay, so she believed that A, the activating event, Larry's schedule change caused C, the consequences, okay, her anger and silent withdrawal. So she believed that his choice to take class on Wednesday night, which was their date night, um, that caused the consequences of her anger and her silent withdrawal because, remember, she didn't speak to him for two days. This is her husband. So we introduced the ABC tool in the counseling session and asked Karen to think about the B in the equation, which is the belief. Bright and insightful, she easily identified what she believed about Larry's schedule change. His classes are more important than I am. That's her personal belief. Like she's bought on this assumption. She's got a conclusion. His classes are more important than I am. He doesn't care about our marriage as much as he used to. Our date night must not matter to him. If he bails on this, now this is what got me because we do this. If he bails on this, what else is he going to bail on? Like we take a situation and we just make a mountain out of it. These beliefs fueled Karen's anger. She thought they were true. When she and Larry entered my office, I could feel the wall of ice between them. As the counseling session progressed and both expressed their views, it became evident that Karen was caught in the trap of cooked thinking. But once she heard the, the, rational, the rationale behind Larry's actions, her beliefs changed and her anger subsided. Larry made it clear to Karen that date nights were top were a top priority and that he had planned to talk with her about switching their night, their date night, to Friday since she did not have any other commitments on that night. Friday was the night he usually shot hoops with a couple of guys down at the local gym, but he was planning to give that up in order to be with her. Karen also learned that the class Larry had signed up for was a required course that was offered only once a year. If he did not take the class that semester, he wouldn't graduate when he was expected to. With this new information, Karen's beliefs changed. And that's what I'll stop there a little bit. It goes a little bit more, but that's what we do in life. Like we close up, here is a husband wife, a wife that does not speak to her husband for two days rather than saying, rather than having a conversation, like a, a, an expressive, healthy conversation could have um, cleared this up. 
and little things like that. And the reason I'm going there because of the anger, the the a lot of the things that gets us to a burnt out life are things that we've let go, that we just have this belief about without any evidence, or that we've not discussed, like pay at work. If you're if you are having issues, if you feel like you're going and you're doing a job and you're not um, being rewarded or compensated. Why haven't you spoken up? Because people are going to do whatever you allow them to do. That is just the world we live in. You, we have to start dealing with life and stop trying to avoid issues. And somehow we think if we avoid it, they're not there. And there are ways to do everything. There are ways to control the burnout by living. Realizing, as I said about last week, I was crazy last week. Crazy, but it was necessary because there's so much that I got from that, so much that I learned um, through that situation. And so hopefully I I won't have to go that road again. I really feel that I got the message out of that one, rather than trying to avoided, um, blame someone, get angry with someone, let it spill over into other areas of life, deal with it, deal with it. But, but one of the things I think that causes burnout, which is why I wanted to read that, is the, the, the anger, the, mis- the, the, the misconceptions that we have over things that happen in life or life in general, the things we don't say. Or the things we say to the wrong people, the things we assume, the way that we don't take up for take up take care of ourselves and take up for ourselves, speak up, avoiding that conflict. Back over to you, Rodney. Uh, Tammy, I'm glad that you went there because um, I'm gonna. Say and I thought about this uh, early in the show, but I think that we burn ourselves out. I think that we, because of our own issues, no matter what they may be, or because of our own ways, because of our own personalities, we burn ourselves out. We tire ourselves out. And whether we are at fault for what we do or what we give or if we're at fault because of what we choose to receive or accept, that's one of the things that burns us out. I remember having a conversation with my principal last year. And she was worried about, you know, what I was going to say or how I would feel. And I said, when I leave here, I'm going to do the same thing I do every day. This is not my school. This is your school. So whatever you do is fine by me. 
And that was the end of the conversation. But she thought that I was going to feel some type of way. I was not. (laughs) Because there is a reason why you are making the decision that you're making. I'm okay with it. And I don't even know everything behind your decision, but I'm okay with it. When it comes to Tamari and I, I think we both do our best to communicate. Because that was another thing that I heard in the the story that you were sharing, communication. Mm -hmm. I think we both do our best to try to communicate. But when something gets lost or forgotten or misinterpreted in the conversation, then, you know, we try to um, acknowledge it and rectify it and move on. But it does happen. It does happen. And I think that's something for for anyone listening to this show to, to, to recognize and understand in their own lives. Number one, don't ever assume. That was probably the best writing lesson I ever got in life when I was in school. Don't ever assume anything. Even if even if you are writing a uh, children's book and you want somebody to read it who has a PhD, don't assume that they know what you're talking about just because they have a PhD. They most likely do know what you're talking about if you're writing a children's book. However, it'll help you be a better writer. So if I apply that in my marriage, it'll help me be a better communicator. If I talk to Tamaria as if she doesn't know what I'm talking about, then I won't talk down to her, but I will also keep having mine. If I'm talking about something that she's not too familiar with, then I'm going to be specific. I'm not going to leave any gaps because I've said things to her before and she's like, what is that? Like, for example, it's funny because it came up, I think about a week ago, um, how when I first started, well, no, when we were dating and I first started teaching again in Manassas, uh, when I moved back from New York, and I would talk about my mentees. Well, the whole time, Tamaria thought I was mentoring children, and I was mentoring adults. And that could have led to a huge disaster because they were women. But in my mind, I know what I'm talking about. She didn't. But I say that to say we burn ourselves out with what we leave out or when we jump to conclusions. I'm going to, I'm going to switch. Think about politics, Tammy. There are people who, I mean, they got to be exhausted because Every day, and we've talked about this before, every day, 
They got to turn on the news. They got to listen to every media outlet there is, or they got to listen to their favorite, whether it's CNN or whether it's Fox. They got to look at social media to be involved. And then they have to analyze it themselves. They got to be exhausted because they are so wrapped up in something that has nothing to do with it. Or they're wrapped up into something that is eating away the time that they could be spending trying to help them li- help their own lives. When people talk about the unemployment rate, the only thing I say is, you know what? I'm thankful I got a job. Or, you know what? I need to go get a job. Or I need a second job. I'm not worried about what Trump is doing. If I happen to see it, I see it. But it's not going to eat up my life. It's not going to eat up my time. There are times I do watch news. And there are times I don't. But some people get so wrapped up into it that they can't function. I mean, there are times when, like, I could be just scrolling down my timeline on Facebook, and I'm like, do these people work? <laughs> like, how, how are you posting so much? <laughs> like, I mean, are you that consumed with drama or the media? Because the media is only going to give you snippets. They're not going to give you all the facts. And people be talking as if they were there. Like, that's got that that's got to that that's got to be exhausting. I've never tried it, but it's got to be exhausting. And sometimes we need to sit back and watch. Sometimes we need to sit back and observe. We don't always have to be engaged because that's going to lead to you being able to survive longer. Just sit back and observe. You don't have to always speak. When I went for my assistant principal interview last year with the assistant with the assistant superintendent, he said, there's a reason why you have two ears and one mouth. Sit back and watch. Silence is not a bad thing. Silence doesn't mean that 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 something's wrong. It's okay. You don't always have to be engaged in conversation. But there are people and oh my god, some men are worse than the women. Oh my like god. women are women are stereotyped as being gossipers and talkers and lovers of drama, but you got some men out here that are worse, especially 
<laughs> especially if they don't work. I'm sorry, it, they 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 need jobs because they're so involved with the wrong stuff. Why is this important? I'm going to read something to me. Okay. And then I'm going to turn it back over to you. It's, it, it comes from Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter, the 11th verse. And it says, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not given to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happeneth to them all. So just because you are fast doesn't mean that you'll win the race. But we always want to be first. Or we think that just because we're quick, we're going to get to the finish line first. It's not a guarantee. Just because you're strong doesn't mean you'll win the battle. There, There is nothing guaranteed because of your attributes. Nothing's a guarantee. The best team doesn't always win the Super Bowl. The best team on paper, meaning. There are upsets in sports all the time. Because it's not a guarantee. So why drive yourself into the ground? Trying to be something that doesn't mean anything. Doesn't matter how fast I am if I get hurt. Tamaria and I could be rich people. Doesn't mean our child is going to go to school and get a get an education. Doesn't mean that. You are you are guaranteed time and chance. That's all. That's it. But don't do things to yourself to set yourself back. Don't don't be don't be cocky with what you have. Be humble. And let your life focus on the things that are good for you and let everything else happen. Tammy? Oh, gosh. Okay, Rodney. Um, I'm going to go back to something you said about um, people finding, you know, a why in life. What's your your why in life? Um, I give this scenario, and I, I I don't know if I've ever said it here, but 
um, I'm, I feel the need to say it um, when when working with with life coaching and, and just in general life. And I ask people, especially couples, and I remember sharing this with a couple who was, I don't know, so so often you see couples come in and you know that there is love there for each other because you're 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 in this thing you've been in it you have kids you build a life together but but they are so disconnected as the story I just read how one situation like that if not addressed can lead to another and before you know it you are so disconnected over over nothing. Like you, it's so buried until you've lost your way with each other. But I remember asking the question. Um, there was this this building that sits over, and I and I asked them both. I said that building is on fire over there. Um, we're sitting here, and, and it's on fire. It's not a real threat to us. So, what we will likely do is call for help. Call nine one one for the fire department. But if I tell you that building is on fire and you look over there and your child is in that building, your babies are in that building, it's it's different now. It's different because it's not just a burning building. Um, this affects you. Your your babies are in there. So this be, this this is your why you go into this building. No questions asked. Forget. Sometimes even before you call 911, a parent, both parents' instant thought is, I'm going in. Um, and so I said, so your marriage, you're, in a way your kids are in that building because your marriage is in there and it's burning. Your marriage is on fire and it's burning down. And if you don't get a why, a reason to keep it, and I always say your kids should never, just your kids alone should never be the reason that you decide to stay in a marriage. However, you built something that you've attached these children to, and you're going to lose it over, going back to the story, because he chose to go to school on a night that you had date night, and you never addressed it. Now, this is if you if you if you if you get way down the road and you realize, wow, you find out what truly happened and why, then you have you have ruined not just your life, or you have changed the course of not just your life, but the course of your children. And if you let's just say you stay there. But you stay there with the anger, with the disconnect, with the going two days as she did in the store without speaking. Your children are still in that building. And so I say that to say, go back to what Rodney said, what's your why in life? What what makes you run into, what will make you run into that burning building that's burning your life? The burnout that you are allowing what will it take? What's your why? And and I don't think we, we ask ourselves that enough. And so we find ourselves, you know, of age, um, you know, trying to figure things out, trying to find out the purpose without without really knowing that we are trying to find out because 
most everything that happens to us, I'm 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 going to say beyond most that what we what we go through or how we judge things and people have nothing to do with them. Again, it's attached to your beliefs or the values connected or disconnected from that thing. It is how you see that thing or that person, not necessarily them or that thing. Something is attached to it that that makes you be the people pleaser, makes you say yes when you mean no, makes you avoid the truth. And so we get angry with ourselves. And I think a lot of the burnout is is related to um, the resentment that we have with ourselves because we truly expect more from 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 us, from ourselves, from who we are, from how we're living, that we truly, truly, truly expect more. And so we're angry with ourselves, which we hold on to, and we blame someone else or something else, which which leads to also us always looking for the reward, the validation, um, the person to say, well, I'm not going to accept your yes because I know you really don't want to do this. We're putting our hands into the lives of other people who are also needing and looking and wanting what we are looking for, needing and wanting. And they are just as burnt out. They're, they're an empty vessel as well. So it's, it's really about so much more than being burnt out. And as everything that we talk about, um, it's, it's all, it always goes back to you. It goes back to you. Every situation, every circumstance, and that's what we mean by by owning, not being a victim, not seeing yourself as a victim. Owning your story, whatever that may be, and not expecting, like Rodney said, the best team doesn't always win. I think that's how he put it. You know, you can't expect to always be on top. Because if you're always on top, you're never going to figure out, as I did, it, some things are necessary that you, it's necessary that you go through some stuff to grow. It's necessary that you go through it to, to, to be a representative for God and the kingdom of God. We can't be these, these um, irritable angered, um, irrational thinking, um, seeking, reward-seeking individuals. We're supposed to be the carrier of those things. We're supposed to be able to discern when people need it from us and give it in a healthy way so that they too can grow. Set the captive free and heal the brokenhearted. Well, if we're still captive and we allow ourselves to get burnt out and we're not free, then who can we free? But also being to the point where you understand that some days that you're going to be the captive. 
but we should not always be. And then be, um, I guess, have enough in, 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 in you to, in those times, to be open to allow people to pour into you so that you avoid being burnt out. Be open to, to lessons from everybody. Children can teach us. Sometimes I think they're, they're our best teachers, the little people. I was I, I was in Nashville and um, we 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 stayed with um, well I had the opportunity to 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 I don't know what you would call mother I guess I would say or keep um, four four or five months old I guess he is and you guys it was it was I have not did that in a long time with a baby that small but we stayed with um, family and they have. Two little ones, but one, like I said, about four months, and he was sick. And so I was up and down, like, all night because, again, I have not did this in a very, very long time, very long time. So um, every time I would hear him cough, there I went running into his room. And when I'd get there, and sometimes he really didn't eat me, and uh, other times I was just being paranoid. So I finally got, and, and, and Mom and Dad had said to me, you know, tried to let me know the difference, you know, in the sounds of when I needed to get up. But, but of course, I, for me, it was hard for me to take that chance. So I, every sound I heard, I went running. So finally it dawned on me about 4 o'clock that morning was just bring, just bring all of him in here. So I got up and rolled every, like he was in the whatever, they, the new stuff they had you guys have today. I don't know what it was. But I rolled it. It had wheels, and I rolled it um, in there and had, had him right next to me, but he kept waking up. So I picked him up. I got up, sat up in the chair, and I picked him up, and I held him, and he seemed to just calm down. He seemed to just go, just like relax. But what was interesting to me is I looked at him, I, I, just, I just sat there and I rubbed his head and I just gazed at him. He was sleeping. How vulnerable he is, how he cannot say what he needs, how, how you have to, like there was a couple of times I saw him, you know, trying to scratch his leg so he, you know that he's itching, something is going on, but he cannot verbalize it. He cannot say what he needs. He cannot say I'm itching here or I'm hungry or I'm wet or I have a fever. He's totally dependent on mom, dad, or whomever is there. And I thought, what if we as adults would be okay sometimes just being that dependent on somebody and not feeling some kind of way about it, like just totally being vulnerable and then having – um, having assurance that it's okay, that that person's going to be there, which goes back to the connectedness and having somebody in your life. And as I as I go there, Rodney, I guess let's talk. About, let's give people ways of um, coming out of it, like things you should do or consider. If you feel burnout, if you feel like you're giving too much and you're not getting, if you feel like um, 
someone else is causing you this or, or whatever, just signs of, of, of or ways that you can get out of it. And so quickly, some of the signs are um, the inability to concentrate, frequent mood, mood changes, you're up and down in how you feel, you know, happy, sad, disturbed, whatever it is. Um, sometimes social isolation, sometimes social dependency. Where are you? Figure out. Um, you're very emotional and or over and overreact. Um, you sweat the small stuff frequently, perhaps. Um, feelings of unworthiness, overjudgmental. Um, you may drink alcohol more. You may you may drink. You may eat more. You may eat less. Um, seemingly angered about most things. Angry about everything and very opinionated sometimes. So, of course, different for everybody, just some signs maybe. Um, fatigue is another one, like you're just, you just don't have energy. Very fatigued, that's another sign of burnout. So before we work to close, Rodney, what are, you, what, what are some of the things that you suggest to our listeners that they can do um, to get out, I guess, to, to eliminate the burnout or the feelings of being burnt out? Uh, Tammy, I'm going to use um, the scripture, Matthew 6, uh, verse 25, because I think oration is a big one. And it says, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of those. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? But seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So I'm going to say to you guys, stop worrying and stop sweating the small stuff. If it is not making you better, if it is not contributing to your why, to your purpose, don't worry about it. If it's out of your control, then let it go. You cannot control other people. You just can't. You can try, but you may not be successful. Because you cannot control other people. You can't control the way that they think, the way they act. You can't control how people treat you. So why worry about it? And don't become weighed down 
because of worration. Don't allow yourself to become sick. Don't allow yourself to not have energy for your family or for things that you want to do because by the time you get to it, there's nothing left. So I'm just going to say, whatever you do, don't worry. Just do whatever you can, do whatever you're supposed to do, and let the rest take care of itself. Rodney, I'm going to go off off a little bit here um, with two, the first two things. Um, and I think these two things really would be a great place to start just because it's, it's, it helps so many things. But I'm going to say, number one, start to really um, focus on eating better. Like, we've not talked about that tonight, but a, a lot of what we feel inside, too, I think has to do with what we're putting in our in our bodies. And I, for one, I by no way, in no way eat um, like I should, but I am, I am trying to do better. Like, I've started to eliminate, um, I don't do coffee every day. I'm starting to replace it with tea. So I'm starting small, very small, which um, is, is also very important. Don't try, don't think that you can quickly and easily get out of this or, or anything, whatever, because it, we, by the time we realize where we are in something, it has been going on for so long until it's become, like we, like we say, it's, you're in autopilot mode, you're in cruise control. So very, very small thing, but big thing as well. Um, just something simple as water. And that was another thing I realized um, last week that I really think that I had allowed myself to get dehydrated. Like I was, I had stuck with this new Contigo thing. I would, would, wasn't drinking as much water as I was before I got it. And I could feel the change in my body. And it also affects us emotionally, internally, because we're fatigued, we're irritable, and so forth. So I would say eating habits. The second thing, exercise. Those are two things because I have started to realize that I am trying to take my mind somewhere, my heart somewhere, um with the wrong gasoline like I'm putting diesel into my my body and so my car is not running um or I'm out of gas so to speak and so I'm I'm starting to realize that when I which is which is crazy because when I when I started to try to do when I went cold turkey on it I'll say that when I just said I'm cutting it all out it was it was worse. Like I I felt worse than I did when I was eating badly. So that was amazing to me. Like even though this is good for me, I can't just turn my body inside out. And so the same with burnout. The same with any emotions that you are dealing with. It takes time for you to get there. You're gonna have good days. You're gonna have bad days. So just because you are, you're burnout now. 
and you start something new tomorrow. You get up and you're doing good, you're feeling good. If next week you feel burnout again, guess what? It's okay because you are aware now. And so sometimes we're too hard on ourselves about things, about stuff, about situations, about people. Like Rodney said, we just got to learn to let small stuff be small stuff. And if it's not small stuff, we got to look at it as small stuff and give it to the big God. Give it over. Release it. Easy easy to say, but you guys, I mean, literally, that alone <laughs> has probably kept me sane over the past, especially the last two years, which has probably been the most difficult years of my life, but has kept me grounded, has kept me sane, not not um, has not kept me without those days because there are certainly those days. But what's 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 what we need to get out of that is that's life. You're gonna have those days. You cannot expect to win every game. Football players, basketball players, they cannot. They don't. And so you could you could win all of them this year and next year. You can lose all of them. You sometimes, haven't you seen where you, you you have a team that beats another team and you're like, what just happened? How in the world? Like they they could be 12 and, oh, and somebody who's lost 12 and won one will beat them that night. Life. It's called life. And so be patient. Give yourself and others a break. But you cannot do that, and it's not likely that you will do that if you're burnt out, if you're angry, if you're not dealing with your truth, if you are stuffing your feelings, um, trying to go through life and and without conflict, avoiding pain, being a people pleaser, not speaking up for yourself. You cannot. You cannot. You're going to be off. That's putting diesel into your in a, into a regular gas tank, whatever they call that. So. Those are two two things that I would say start there and just kind of get your body slowly, just get your mind to thinking differently, working differently about eating. And then the third, and without giving you too much because you guys need to do some work, I mean, you, after the show, start searching, find a good book to read, um, journal, get something, paper, not not the computer, just just my thing, but you can if you want. But start writing. Just just let your just let your thoughts, your feelings flow. I wrote down today that writing these past few days, with the exception of the days that I skipped, to me is like my soul talking to me. My soul speaking to me about where we are. You know, like hello Tammy, I'm in here. This is not the course. This is this is not it. Like it's it's my soul's thoughts, my the, the words of my soul, and so um, write uh, would be a third one. Um, fourth, I would say read. Find something. Find. Turn off the TV. I've decided just from last week, and which I don't watch a lot of TV anyway, but. I'm going to allow myself one show a day, and that's Judge Judy. Got to have Judge Judy in my life. <laughs> but, 
that's 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 my show. Other than that, I have my music on. <laughs> I'm intentional about the music that I put on, or I, I'm reading a book, or I'm listening to motivational stuff, YouTube, whatever. I, I I'm just slowing it down. So those are the things that I would suggest. And and for those of you who are listening and and want more, I think you need to go search. Search your soul, search yourself, find what where you are first and why, and then find your own way. Find the things that maybe can help you, um, because it, it would be a shame for those of you, especially who listen to us every Tuesday night or you listen to the archive shows, that you do nothing with this, nothing. And and he, here I am, I mean, I'm on this side of the table, like supposed to be pouring out to you guys. But the only reason I have something to pour because I'm going through it too. I go through it too. I'm no different because I come, because I'm butterfly evolution. You know, I'm no different. Life happens to me too. And so this, this topic is because of how I felt last week. And if I think back, I, it's been creeping up on me for a very long time now. That <laughs> that that burnout season has been just slowly creeping up, and I slowly was denying it. <laughs> so, but here it is. <laughs> so, here it is, and here we are. So, Rodney, back. I don't. I don't. I don't think I have any announcements. Um. I don't think I do. If I do, it'll, it can wait till next week. Um, but I, I, I think that's all I have for tonight. It's been a great show, so I'm going to turn it back over to you. I think that's one thing that uh, that that I really appreciate, Tim, and that is there's a lot that we learn from ourselves, and there's a lot that we learn from each other. And I think that if nothing else, that's worth doing every Tuesday. And not only that, just knowing that there are people who are benefiting from the show, uh, whether we ever hear about it or not, um, is a blessing within itself. Uh, But if you guys think about the messages that we uh, give over and over again, there's an underlying theme, and that is Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Because you'll find that things will happen automatically for other people if you would just take care of yourself. Doesn't mean that you should never do anything for anybody else. That's not what we're saying. But let other people see your light shine. Let other people see your 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 good deeds, <clears throat> not in a boastful way, but let other people see God using you. Do things in secret and and and, and allow the Lord to bless you openly. When you wake up in the morning. Think about what you can do today. And I'm not talking about your job that you get up and go to every day. But think about what you could do throughout the day to contribute to your purpose. 
how can you add to the reason why you walk this earth every day? Do you even know why you're walking this earth? Figure that out. And I'm going to echo what Tammy said, but I'm going to add, do some do some reflection, just some self-reflection. Speak life into yourself. Don't be afraid to be proud of the good things that you were doing. And I don't mean, again, I don't mean going and bragging on Facebook about what you've done. But when you when you do something, it's okay to be proud of yourself. We're taught, you know, not to be overconfident, not to be cocky, but being proud of yourself within doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. It's okay to be happy with your work. It's okay to be pleased with your work. And I'm going to end with this quote, Tammy, uh, from one of my uh, professors in college, trigonometry. And what he said was, if you run through life, you'll live to be 20. If you jog through life, you'll live to be 40. But if you walk through life, you'll live to be 70. In other words, just your time. This has been another great show. I honestly, Tammy, did not think we would be on two hours. It was funny when I when I saw this, I thought back to last week, um, you know, and I said, "Oh, Tammy, about to be for real about this one hour." <laughs> But I'm glad I'm glad that that I'm glad that's not how it worked out because I, I I really benefited from this show and it was funny because some of the things that you said uh, I was thinking them or had never thought of them and was like you know what that makes a whole lot of sense like I like the eating thing <laughs> hadn't thought about that depression I had not thought about that so just. Things that you were talking about, you know, I was just like, man, like, that was right on point. Oh, that was right on time. So thank you. Thank you to everyone who tuned in with us tonight. Uh, even one of my friends, Tammy, from uh, right here in Maryland, uh, he tuned in to the show. And so just grateful for all of you guys. And we will definitely, unless uh, <laughs> the baby comes early, we'll definitely see you guys here next Tuesday, same time. Same station. Have a blessed week, everybody.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.